Okay. Are we live live? We're it's live still, live. It's still booting on my end, but awesome. yeah, I assume yeah. we're live. Well, I heard you hit the button. So. All right. Well, either way, we're recording. So, hello. Welcome to episode whatever this is. What is <laughs> I think it's 16. I think it's like, oh, dang. Wow. I thought we were still on like 14. Look at yeah. us. Check <laughs> out. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. Because that is how it works. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. The problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition. Conscience. Conscience. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself. But if every one of you change the lives of just 10 people. Once you recognize what your rights are. Yeah, so my name is Shy. My TikTok is not so shy, and it's spelled with an X. I have RP or retinitis pigmentosa, and I'm in Florida, unfortunately. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. We've got to be that something that Arnold Tornby, the historian, refers to as a creative minority. minority. You're wrong. Once you are willing to stand up for yourself, then others will show up. I am Brittany, also known as Blind Beauty on TikTok. My acquisition is pseudo Timothy Bright, and I live in Baltimore. Liberation is not an external thing, it's an internal thing. Find a way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble, it was necessary trouble. We might be headed to the promised land, speaking the truth and finding. Our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Because when we all get together, I like to call it the Low Vision and Blind People Forum. Generations were saved by one decision. One person changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. I was born this way. Hello, my name is Jason, and I have macular degeneration and a detached retina. I live in Florida, but originally I'm from Chicago. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Inspiration Beyond Today, well, we have a guest. <laughs> <laughs> Who we got? So, please. <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? Hi, guys. I am Nisha Ariel. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. I'm just meeting you for the first time. What what kind of eye condition do you have? So I have um, bilateral optic nerve hypoplasia, which basically means that both of my optic nerves did not, they're smaller than most people's, so they didn't fully develop like they might have, should have um, in the womb. It is congenital. I was born with this condition. So um, yeah, I've had it my whole life, basically. Sounds fancy. Yeah, all have some fancy names. <laughs> and you just had a 30th birthday. I see that. Happy birthday. Yes. Awesome. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you. Yeah. I can't believe it. I'm 30. I feel so old. Girl. Only as old as I know. <laughs> I feel old when I look at like my, my little cousins and nieces and stuff. I'm like, I changed your diaper. Um, <laughs> I was Aww. I knew about the world before you knew about it. And right. <laughs> That's what makes me feel so old. Like I was introducing my niece to the Powerpuff Girls the other day. And she's uh-huh. like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is way before you came into the world. She's seven. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> that's what I makes have me always, I have always been waiting for my moment to be like, you don't know nothing about that youngster. You don't know. <laughs> so I come on the radio, I'm like, what you know about that? You don't know about that. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of those moments. A lot, a lot of those moments. Especially like with these TikTok trends where they're like, making dances of songs that like we used to listen to like the bartender right. dance yeah. and I, yeah. she was like that's on tiktok i was like girl that song came out way before you even thought about like, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no no it's not just a tiktok song it's a song song it's, it's a real a song, song in the world <laughs> yeah it's a song song in the world <laughs> is am i the only one who feels weird to hear um a song that was on tiktok that was viral on the radio like she's like running, she's a track star. Like I heard it on the radio for the first time, like the actual whole song, and I was like, "This is weird." Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, one day, one day we were driving down the street, and they were doing like a mix on the radio in Atlanta, and 
every song was a TikTok song. I was like, what is this, a right. TikTok mix? Like, every right. song, in my, my niece is in the background just singing all of them because she knows it's a TikTok. I'm like, is this a right. TikTok mix? The, she only knows the TikTok part. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> and then after that, she didn't say nothing else. And it was funny because it seemed like they were only really playing the part that was on TikTok. So right. they'd mix some together and then you'd hear like a minute of this song, like she's a runner, she's a track star. Then you'd hear a minute of the say so. Then you'd hear a minute mm-hmm. of like this song. I was like, okay, yeah, this is definitely the TikTok mix. Yeah. Right. Cause that's what's trending. That's what's popular. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, hey, get it, get it how you live. You know? I noticed Doja Cat. Um, she came out with a song that had, you know, that beat the um Lean on Your Shoulder Challenge. Mm-hmm. With the the select challenge. I was yeah. like, did this song come out first, and then TikTok used it, or did she see it on TikTok and use the beat? No, I, I'm pretty sure it was the other way around because that song existed before Dojo's. Yeah. Oh, sure. like, well, I know that part, it. but the but the but the beat. She probably when just... the beat drops. Yeah, she probably added something to it. Oh, okay. Well, enough about the, the TikTok music. Back to you. <laughs> That's so interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's become our lives now. So I, I've been wanting to ask you, you, you work, you have a job. Yeah, I work retail. Um, I do that. Uh, yeah. She's like, I don't know. I guess I work. Yeah, I guess you can call I it a job. Mean, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it is what it is. It's nothing like fancy or nothing. I just, I work retail, like, but I'm trying to, you know, come get get more comfortable with the whole I thing and like I've over the past couple months I've started to grow a following with social media because of it and it's kind of making me look like hmm like this this could be a thing like okay right a whole thing yeah a whole a whole thing like I could possibly (laughs) make a living off of this one day or you know do what I really want to do which is like inspire people I've always said I want to help people like as a kid they'd be like Mm -hmm. what do you want to do I want to help people. I want to help people feel good. I want to help people, mm-hmm. you know, feel better about themselves. Like whether it's, you know, what I, what I say, what I do, how I interact. And I've always been told like, I'm great with words and I have that personality or energy where I can, you know, I just know what to say to help people. And I've always been that friend that like people go to when they have problems or they mm-hmm. need advice or want to work through something. So oh, I'm happy to right. know you then. <laughs> happy to be known <laughs> and i love how she's like no i just do retail i go i don't know if i can do retail so that's amazing right exactly me, you know? that's why i was like girl you got a job right? like, oh <laughs> how did, how, what was that like to get started though do they give you extra time to learn are they patient with you do they treat you like everybody else i mean um it's here and there so i got my first job at 16 working at a pizza place because i was started asking my mom for money I hated asking her for money. I hated asking my dad. And um, I was the kid that even though I was visually impaired, like I like to do stuff. So in high school, I did I did dance team for two years. I did step team for four years. I was a choir all four years inside of school and outside of school. So yes, I was a chorus nerd. Um, I was in DECA um, in high school. I was, you know, going on those trips and things like that. So for me, my mom was a single mom and I knew like, you know, I could ask her for things, but I didn't always want to bug her about paying Mm. for this for school or paying for that. So my first job, I just went online and I saw that like Domino's by my house was hiring. And I went up there and I was like, hi, I'll be 16 in two days. Can I um, get a job? And they were like, (laughs) "Um, you're not old enough yet. I was like, okay, well, I'll come back in two days. And then um, (laughs) I did that. And I guess because of my personality and everything, it was, he was like, okay, I, I got to give this kid a job. So I did that for like a year, which was fun. Um, but then when I was 17, I had a caseworker in high school through Division of Services for the Blind in North Carolina. And mm-hmm. she would help me as far as like getting things for school, like in the classroom. And then she was like, you know, you're working, right? And I was like, yeah, I want to find another job. And she was like, you know, we help with that. So how I got into retail is... um they worked with a marshals that was in our area and um they were able to set things up and get me in for an interview and all that stuff and I started out working that was my you know my second job I worked in the fitting room so it seems like most of most people 
they know I have visual impairment, but they don't notice it until like if you stop and really watch how I work. Like mm-hmm. a supervisor might be like, "Why are you looking so close at that?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm visually impaired. I can't see." And they're like, "Oh, mm-hmm. oh, oh, okay." Yeah. And so, um, <laughs> I my doctor told me this because I actually went and had um an evaluation yesterday, and they were like, "You've adapted really well." Conditions. I was like, I mean, I didn't know how how else I was supposed to exactly do it because no one <laughs> in my family has this condition. No one in my family has ever heard of it. No one in my family has eye problems except for my grandmother, but she's you know she's seventy. That that comes with age. Yeah. Right. So, but no one in my family has any like major eye problems besides like a normal astigmatism where you might have to put on glasses. Mm-hmm. But me, so I kind of just had to learn to adapt in a sighted world the best that I could because. If I didn't, I was going to get left behind, I guess, in a sense. Yeah. I mean, people are always like, wow, you're so well adapted or you're so, wow, I wouldn't even notice. It's like, how, if I don't adapt, I mean, it's, right. it's the law of evolution. If you don't adapt, you perish, girl. What, exactly. like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, like, supposed to it, it's survival. I got to survive. Exactly. Like, we're <laughs> supposed to sit at home and just be like, I can't right. see, so I'm not going <laughs> right. to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> Like people be like, no. people be like, oh, I don't. If it was me, I wouldn't. I would. I could never. I wouldn't be able to do it. Yes, you would. Yeah, you you would. wouldn't have a choice. You, exactly. You wouldn't have anything else to do but to do it. So you just right. got to do what you got to do. Right. I don't just put a help me sign on my front door and wait for somebody. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> how 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 that would work? I'm curious. <laughs> what, 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 okay. Okay. No, I was going to say what's really interesting is is that once I know I can depend on people, I kind of push away from my independence. You know, I'm like, no, I want to do this on my own because I know you're a backup, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. But so, Nisha, I hear. Well, I know for a fact because I downloaded your song. Uh, mm-hmm. You're a musician. Oh. Yes. Um, so I've been singing. Shy. Yes, I've been singing since I was. I think two, my mom said, she said one day I was just randomly playing and she was, my mom always plays music, like cleaning up and all that stuff like that. And mm-hmm. she was like, I just started trying to sing the words in vogue. And I was like, nice. oh, okay. So yeah, <laughs> and I was, I was a chorus nerd, like my senior year of high school. That's, I went to chorus in the morning. I went to chorus in the afternoon. Oh yeah. So, I was skipping class. I was in either the choir or the band, <laughs> the band room with the same yep. I used to go in the chorus room before school started. There was a guy that played piano. I'd go in there and sing along the music with him. And then when the bell rung, I'd sit down in my seat, go to go do my normal class, and you know, so yeah, music I is used always to lunch in the choir in the choir room. <laughs> I was a choir kid and a band kid. I've been singing forever too. I couldn't tell you when I started because I don't remember not singing. <laughs> so, it's the same thing. You grew up, you grew up yeah. Music. I wasn't successful in band though. I actually got kicked out of band in elementary school. Oh. But, uh, <laughs> but the good thing was, while the other kids were in band, I was in the music room with the music teachers. So I was like, okay, I'll sit in here in the choir room with you while they go play the instruments. That's fine. That's that fine. is fine. Why did you get kicked out of band? What did they put you on an instrument you didn't like or something? I was on the flutes. <laughs> um, and. <laughs> they said that um oh she's not like grasping it like everyone else and my mom was like well it's just because she has long fingers I have long fingers and I couldn't do the flute so right. my mom was like it's okay if they don't want you to do the flute you go sit in the choir room <laughs> okay I like that. yeah that's what they told mama she's not she's not grasping it like everyone else is and that's right I don't yeah I don't know if they really realized hey it might be because of her vision she can't right. read the notes as fast as everyone else yeah, probably. but yeah i didn't know i was just like i'm trying i'm trying mm-hmm. you know but i i can't so you're doing good for you right yeah right. like i might be a you know a half a note behind you guys because i'm reading it but you know hey i'm trying but it, yeah. it worked out it, it worked out the way it was supposed to work out i think you know my voice is my instrument so yeah totally. yes ma'am and it's beautiful too thank you i appreciate it so did you have any accommodations when you were in school, like a CCTV? Like, what did they do for you? Um, I did. I didn't really start getting accommodations until we moved to North Carolina, um, mm-hmm. where my mom finally was able to get connected with people, like having a caseworker that helped me. 
Um, I had large print textbooks. I had CCTVs. I was given time and a half on exams or tests. Mm-hmm. And um, I also had, you know, little magnifiers and stuff um, that I could take home with me to do my homework or if I needed them in the classroom. So those were the basics of my accommodations. And those followed me throughout high school. Um, in middle school, in high school, I started using, um, I had a battery powered lock in middle school. That was actually kind of fun. Really? Um, yeah, it had like this little key fob and you put it up to it and it go beep You know what? And, I think I had one of them too. Surely did not. I had and it. Would like, it would go like, and it would unlock. <laughs> mine would say yes mine would say beep beep and I was the joke of the class like there was this little boy and uh, I know we we have canceled R. Kelly but that song Ignition Head was out and so he would walk Uh, past my locker and he'd be like can I get a two two can I get a he would do it every time he saw me go to my locker every time the boy saw me go to my locker he'd be like can I get a two two can I get it and my locker would beep beep right when it was supposed to so that was hilarious and I still remember that to this day <laughs> that's hilarious that's genius it's, it's so yes. crazy that you brought that up i forgot i definitely have i had a blue one i forgot yep, all I about those blue. Mm-hmm. Yes. And every year no matter what hallway like if i was on a sixth grade hall they moved to the seventh grade hall by the time school starts and then to the eighth mm-hmm. grade hall somehow it got lost in translation in high school because in high school i had to use just a regular key lock but mm-hmm. that was fun to me walking around this little thing and just Beep, beep. It was blue too. Kept it on right. the chain and right. did what I needed to do. I had the normal, the the master lock with the black circle. You turn yeah. it through left. Oh gosh. Right. I can't I, I, I can't see the ticks. Like I'm gonna have to be like this mm-hmm. close to see the ticks. I can't, I yeah, can't do it. Right. I can't do it anymore. But no. my change, all I had was night blindness until I was 17. So mm-hmm. I was I was a normal functioning student for the most part. So mm-hmm. I didn't need anything until my junior year of high school. So everything else was like, I was chilling unless it was dark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like, well, my school, they provided, like, the lockers already had a built-in combination lock mm. on it. All they, all they did was just give you the code. Yeah. Right. But, man, we knew how to, man, we knew how to get in the lockers without the code. <laughs> you used to take the handle and yank it up twice and your locker would pop open done everybody knew not to put nothing important in your locker because everybody knew how to get the lockers open yeah those are different that's why i like the master locks the only mm-hmm. other way to get in if you don't know the code is to break it mm-hmm. or, um the little master key and only the like the office staff had those mm-hmm so that was I remember me. people used to try to put stuff in my locker because I was the only one with the, you know, the BB. Mm-hmm. Like some of my friends, they'd be like, yeah. oh, I don't want nobody to go in my. Like, look, I can't hold everything in your locker for you. <laughs> right. You're going you're gonna to want it, and I'm not going to be around to give it to you. So right. Don't, right. Don't exactly. use me. Don't right. use me for that. We used to just throw some stuff in each other's locker. Like, if you got your locker open before me and we running late, I'm going to just throw my stuff in there because I can get it later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I miss having, you know, you decorate your little locker all cute or whatever you want. Yeah, you open it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have your mirrors and your pictures. And I your little cute little stuff. flower print stickers. Yeah. Yes. There was a girl in my class. So at my <laughs> school, my school was a K through like 12. It was everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and you knew once you got to seventh grade, cause we had, our school still did elementary was, f- you know, K through sixth grade. And then we had junior yeah. high, which was seventh and eighth. And then we had high school, which yeah. I think it should be like that because sixth graders be way too fast. They get to middle school and they think they're grown, but anyway, that's besides the point. Um, we, once you got to seventh grade, it was like the rite of passage because that's when you were allowed to have lockers. And you're like, oh my God, I get to have my lockers. So you go like two, three days before school starts, they give you your lock and you get to go take all your decorations and make it all cute. And then <laughs> school, you open it up. So this one girl came with her mom and they had bought like wall, like, like, um, I, I think they use like gift wrap, wrapping paper as like wallpaper in her locker. And oh, they wow. put like, yeah, it was real extra. They put like um like they did the absolute most. The most. <laughs> um fur, like furry pink fluffy cloth on the shelves in the locker. So it would look like so her books that would be so on the carpet. And they had like 
she had like the mirror with the little basket and all the magnets and like the photos of her dog and her. I was like that is you're doing the most right now <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> is this an apartment or a lot? It's cute though. That's cute though. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cute. And and that's the whole thing. When you're in sixth grade at my school, you're like, oh my God, I can't wait to seventh grade to get my locker. Because before that, you just have a backpack and you carry mm. all your heavy books and that's all you and got. Your book bag be heavy as shit. <laughs> and you be hunched over. You be trying to run with that big book bag. You be knocking <laughs> you down. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So <laughs> everything. <laughs> can't wait to get my log it's like a decorated yes. i will never forget she went all out i was like this is my mama would laugh at me if i told her i wanted all that but not playing with that she was right not. <laughs> but i want to know okay so i mentioned before your 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 music your song mm-hmm. um so like you went to the studio, like what is it like being in the studio for you? Like yeah. do you have a producer? Like who did that? Like did, did you do it yourself in your house? Like what's the tea? No, um, all the songs that I've recorded, I went and did um studios, except for Bay. Um, Bay, I met a friend and we're still cool. I'm just not doing music as much anymore. I actually mm-hmm. recorded Bay in a closet. Yeah. He he's um you know, I love his music because he's a, he's a musician, not just a, a beat maker, producer. Because, like, mm-hmm. there are a lot of guys that they are beat makers. They just da 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 with a computer and they're like, hey, I made a beat. But mm-hmm. he's an actual musician. Um, He's played in church bands and stuff like that. So he can not only create beats with different effects, but he uses instrumentation. So I went to his apartment um one day, got off from work, and he had he sent me the track first and I, I kept hearing the bay in the background and I was like hmm I think I'm gonna pick up on that and I just mm-hmm. thought about you know what what I would feel or what I would think about when I would you know if I had a boyfriend if I had a bay because I think I was single at the time mm-hmm. and um went to his house one day and he in his I guess it was supposed to have been like his coat closet or something he took it and mm-hmm. padded it out with you know all the soundproof padding and everything and <laughs> had a mic in there and I went mm-hmm. in there and I did what I did and mm-hmm. he since he's such a musician he has an ear for all that and he was able to you know tweak it mix it and make it sound decent enough so mm-hmm. it can be on iTunes and Spotify and stuff mm-hmm. but the other two songs um Treasure and uh, Little Minute that's out there as well those were both recorded in an actual studio. Um, studios can be fun, but they can also be stressful. It, it depends on who you are working with. Because yes. if you're mm-hmm. if if they're a perfectionist like me, mm-hmm. they'll be like, record that again, record mm-hmm. that again, record. Oh, that again. you be there and all have, night, like damn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then um, you have some guys that are there just to make money. They're like, you know, all right, sound good to me. And mm-hmm. I have to be like, oh, no, I found it terrible. Can I do that over? Can I do that mm-hmm. over? So it just depends on who you're working with. Because I had a different experience with each of those songs. They were all mm-hmm. positive experiences. But it just showed me, like, you know, who, you know, how, how it can be with, you know, if you're doing mm-hmm. it in an in-home recording session versus a professional studio. Mm-hmm. So did you have to pay for studio time with a professional studio? Yeah, I did. Um, they weren't like the big major ones down here. They're small studios, so their fees are a little bit less than, you know, if I was to go mm-hmm. to one of the major studios down here, it's called Patchwork. If I was to go there, I'd have to spend, you know, a couple hundred or something. But mm-hmm. with the smaller, living in Atlanta, I mean, everybody is everybody. a producer, a singer, a rapper. Mm-hmm. Everybody is a, is a musician down here. So right. a lot of small <laughs> studios or up and coming producers that might have a small space, they don't charge as much. Yeah. So what made you say, hey, I want to go to a studio and do a professional song and put it on iTunes? Like, I'm so uh, interested in this. <laughs> yeah, they, don't, they don't sound like choir songs. <laughs> yeah. So initially, I did not want to be an artist. I wanted to um, take voice lessons so that I could join like a choir or a band and, and be a background singer. I did not mm-hmm. want to be an artist. Um, but one day I was taking my voice lessons and then I went to work and a friend of mine was playing some of his beats and I was like hey can I write something to that I like that I like the way that sounds mm-hmm. and I never recorded his song because when it was time for me to go in the studio and try to record it he lost the original files I was mm-hmm. like oh you're me but um <laughs> once I let my voice coach hear what I had written to it and she was like 
you have a great voice. Like, you, you ever thought about, like, you being in the front? And I was like, I mean, not really, but I, I can do it. <laughs> so that's kind of how I went forth to produce my own my own songs. All the songs that are out there, mm-hmm. I did write them myself. And, um, yeah, it just it just went from there. Um, I've taken a break or step back because I still love the production process, but I just don't mm-hmm. necessarily know if I want to be an artist like yeah. out there traveling mm-hmm. touring like but I love the production process so right. if I could get into songwriting full-time like you know going in the studio with another yeah. artist writing a song arranging it that's the stuff that I like yeah right that brings right. me the most joy from what I hear out here in these streets that's the best <laughs> like that that's the better part of it like it yeah, is that's where the money is most people yeah yeah that's what I mean like background singing like being in the background you make more money than the actual artist yeah because mm-hmm. artists studio, have to pay everybody a studio musician mm-hmm. or a studio artist yeah well because the, yeah. you're working on you can work with multiple artists all over mm-hmm. 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 if an artist is like all right i want this person this person this person on my tour now you're going on tour with that person you're getting paid every single night and then mm-hmm. you pick up and you join the next tour or you go to the exactly. next or you whatever. So or if you want to just go home and be with your kids for home. a month or two yeah. and then yeah. jump back out there later on like that. And then it's the same thing with being in the studio. If you are a songwriter, you're getting paid, you to, know, for to write the song. You're if you record demos, if you're like you said, a studio artist, a studio artist might be the one that just records the song so they so they can shop it. Mm-hmm. Now that you you get paid, you just go there, you sing, they pay you for your time, and then you go home and go to the next gig or whatever. But mm-hmm. if you're a songwriter, as well as doing that demo, I mean, you get your credit, your royalties. So mm-hmm. if the song, maybe say I write a song with someone and somehow it ends up in Ariana Grande's hands and she's like, I like it, I want the song. If mm-hmm. she performs the song because I've written on it, I'll get mm-hmm. this, I'll get the credit, I'll you get, get the royalties. royalties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If she if it wins a Grammy, I'd get a Grammy. Like all those things. So, what inspires Period. your music? The songs you write, <laughs> the lyrics you write. What what inspires that? Usually, it's feelings that I've experienced, or I've seen someone else experience around me. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, whether it's about love or just wanting to, you know, feeling stressed out and just want to have a good time and party. If I'm sad, if, you know, it's it's something I've experienced myself or I've seen, you know, family members or friends experience around me. That's deep. So you answered my other question already. Um, well, kind of, sort of. I was going to ask if you ever took voice lessons. Do you teach voice lessons? You touched on that briefly for a second there. Yeah, I took voice lessons for about a year. Um, year, year and a half. I've never taught them. Never thought about teaching them. Ooh, <laughs> I yeah. probably could. Period. Yeah, I, I probably could. Yeah, I probably could. Because I mean, I still remember the exercises and stuff. But I think I would probably want to do a little bit more training so that I can, you know, be better equipped. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, I've never thought about teaching voice lessons. You know, that might be something it's, interesting to do. In fact, it's so much fun. Um. There's like a certain level of enjoyment that comes mm-hmm. from watching someone grow that way. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Singing is so personal because it's literally the sound is coming out of you. Like if you're playing, yeah. you can take your anger, your frustration out on that instrument. You know, mm-hmm. you can, you can, you know, be mad at, oh, it's just this stupid horn or the stupid piano or whatever. But if you're mm-hmm. singing and you don't like what's coming out of your face, the only person you can take that out on is yourself. Yeah. And, and it's like what's it's, coming out of your face. You have only yourself. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing else in between you and the instrument because you are the instrument. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And singing is to me is very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, you have to be very comfortable with being vulnerable in that aspect because you are making the sounds. Mm-hmm. You have to convey the emotion that you want people to feel from what's coming out of your body. Mm-hmm. so like oh, if you listen to certain artists like um I, I went and saw Beyonce in concert on my 25th birthday I'm and like about to say Beyonce. yes <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry but she's, she's she's an example that I usually think of her and 
her and maybe Jasmine Sullivan because they have so much mm-hmm. soul. Fantasia's well, okay. I'm I'm there with Fantasia and Jasmine Sullivan. I'm there, but I I love Beyonce. I love her music sometimes, mm-hmm. not all the time. But like when she sang at Kobe Bryant's funeral, I didn't feel it. Like mm. I was like, I didn't watch that. So I wouldn't even know. I <laughs> like like the only the only emotion that I get from Beyonce is anger, like resentment. Mm. Um um irreplaceable like when she's mm-hmm. singing stuff like that i feel it mm-hmm. but when she's when singing she's other happy stuff, stuff i don't feel it well you feel I like mean, it's just generic cookie cutter type stuff yeah like i feel like she's just singing yeah maybe because that's the stuff that she really feels like because exactly. i mean people can sing a song like you can mm-hmm. sing something that somebody writes and if you don't really feel it, you like it, you just, you know, mm-hmm. they're just to have the time, you can hear that. But then mm-hmm. host to say that when she get resentment, she might have really been going through it that time. So you mm-hmm. feel it. That's why I said like it's a it's a lot of vulnerability in music and singing because yeah. if you want someone to convey an emotion, you might have to go in a dark place to feel it. Cause if you don't, like mm-hmm. she said, other people won't feel it. Like, okay, mm-hmm. it just sounds like she's just going through the motions, not Right, really right. really in love when she's singing that song mm-hmm. or really you know mm-hmm. heartbroken or this and that fun fact about me i did take voice lessons as a child it didn't exactly go the way i thought it would because i thought i could sing when i was a little girl <laughs> and my mom was like all right fine i'll take you to voice lessons and then i quickly learned that i cannot sing so we did it that i moved on to the piano <laughs> Ooh, cool yeah, that is something I would love to like learn how to play piano or guitar. Me too. Uh, I was getting good. I was getting to the part with I was getting to learning how to use the pedals. That's mm. fun. That's yeah. fun. I was gonna say, um, side note, fun fact: literally anyone can learn how to sing unless you're completely deaf. You can learn how to sing. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, okay, okay, because well, they're carrying a tune. Let and me, they're singing. Well, let me explain because okay, I didn't say you can learn how to sing with an A. Oh. <laughs> yeah, right. there's going to be Aretha Franklin. <laughs> <baby. There's> a, <laughs> different... I didn't say you can learn how to sing. I didn't say that. <laughs> but you can, yeah, you can learn how to carry a tune. Every, because people are like, oh, I'm tone deaf, or oh, blah blah. It's not possible for me. It is. It just takes more work than you're willing to to put in. That's mm-hmm. really all it is. It's for some people matching pitch, which is what it's called when you hear something and you can actually sing it and it, it right. sounds the same. For some people, that doesn't come naturally. Mm-hmm. That it doesn't just happen, you know. So that's something that you have to learn how to do. Just because it doesn't happen doesn't mean it's not possible for you. It just is gonna take some time. It takes months of right. repetition and good listening skills and stuff. But for most of us, matching pitch is not an issue. You know, for, for a lot of people, it comes naturally for like, I don't know, I don't know actual statistics, but for like, in case of the kids that I've worked with, because I mostly work with kids, it's mm-hmm. like, it's like 75% of children are, are like 75 to even 80, I would say, of the kids I've worked with can match pitch. Um, some of them just have prettier voices than others. And mm-hmm. those are the people who might be able to go on to be able to sing you know (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um, everyone can sing like everyone is Mm -hmm. capable of singing unless like I said you're completely deaf which that poses different issues obviously (laughs) but um, I'm about to take me some um coach lessons from Rashad here you're gonna give me some free lessons because you because you're my best friend so we're gonna Lessons. Uh, you know, I can't <laughs> <laughs> I I can go for it. Go for it. Or something. <laughs> and there is times singing like uh Ariel here. <laughs> that would I'd love to see this new Destiny's Child come out of this, this <laughs> right here. You know what I mean? I we do it. I say we do it. And as far as Beyonce, it's like she was she's awesome a year after she makes it but for the first year you're like i don't know about that but then all of a sudden it kicks in and you're like i get it now that's how i've been with every beyonce song so i never criticize her until later on you know i don't know i hated i, know, halo. I hated halo when it came out and then like a what? year later i was like this song is amazing what was i missing you know <laughs> what but first as soon as i heard halo i was like this is it mm. <laughs> this is it i love this song I, I started falling off with her 
after Lemonade, I was like, okay, <laughs> what are we doing? Well, yeah, but Lemonade had a whole different vibe. It was a complete. No, no, I liked Lemonade. It was everything after that. Oh, the Mufasa okay. jams, I ain't with it. I don't think I really listened to it. I only really after Lemonade, all her stuff that I heard was like whatever hit radio. I never, I mm-hmm. like seeking out her albums after that. <laughs> but I, my thing with Beyonce is she is one of the best performers I think of like our time. Like she, yes, that I agree she with. Performs her butt off. She surely can. That's one thing she's amazing at. So yeah. good. so good. It's ridiculous. Singing and dancing at the same time is much harder than people think it is, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. it requires a lot of endurance and stamina. and mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's Mm-mm. so, if you even try to sing, I dare you, listener, anyone, whoever, try to sing <laughs> while doing a little two-step. Mm-hmm. That's all. Sing happy birthday while doing a little two-step. You're going to sound shaky. You're going to sound mm-hmm. off pitch every, every couple words. It is hard for trained singers to sing and dance at the same time. Yeah. You know? Or walking. Walking and singing. Walk. That's, a, that's a true test of it, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, any, any physical movement, because now you're, mm-hmm. you have to control your breathing mm-hmm. with the energy that you need to move and also mm-hmm. the need to sing. It's, it's mm-hmm. too much. It's a lot. That's I why what was it making the band with P Diddy and he was he made them run and sing at the same time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love P Diddy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know. That's a whole nother story. We ain't gonna get into that today. <laughs> I didn't even see that. But yeah, I, I remember that. I had, yeah, and I was like, oh dang! Like I was like, wait, did he get? Can- is he canceled now? I mean, I remember P Diddy from a long time a ago. T. Oh no. <laughs> I don't keep up with P. Diddy to know what he's doing. So. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Canceled it is. Bye, P. Diddy. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. But I think with my voice lessons, I think the, the major thing for me wasn't that I wasn't willing because I wanted, I wanted to be a singer so bad. Like, to this day, I'm like, why didn't the Lord give me the gift of song? Like, mm. why? I want to be able to sing and serenade the shit out of somebody. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you ever see, like, somebody who could sing and, like, mm-hmm. the, the attention in the room is just on them. Like, everybody's just, like, quiet. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I always wanted the gift of song. So I was like, Mom, I want to be a singer. I thought I could just learn how to sing with an A. I thought I could just learn. <laughs> but... um. It wasn't that I wasn't willing to learn. It was that I was shy, embarrassed mm-hmm. that my voice didn't sound the way I yeah. wanted it to sound. Right. You know? That is the- so like they're like, yeah, they're like, hit this note. And I'm like, eh. like and they're like <laughs> <laughs> that no, is you gotta sing from the diaphragm. You gotta let it out. Right. Yes. And then but- you gotta start with your echo and reverb so you sound amazing. And then you back <laughs> so you're not using it anymore, you know. Mm-hmm. that is the biggest issue that i have and literally the first like five lessons if i don't have an outgoing kid mm-hmm. is getting them used to hearing their own voice and using their whole voice right they're so scared that they don't sound good they don't sound the way they want to sound because of what we said earlier how personal singing is and how mm-hmm. it's literally you so th- th- it's very, very vulnerable. I have, I've kicked parents out of lessons before because they want to sit in the lesson and watch. And I'm like, your kid is not going to do anything if you stay right. in. You have to mm-hmm. go. I'm sorry. Right. Not going to work. It's going to be a useless right. lesson. You're going to waste my time, your time. Your, your time, your money. Your everything. Because the mm-hmm. kid doesn't want to perform in front of you. They're, they're halfway willing to perform in front of me because it's my job. <laughs> to I, have mm-hmm. to- I was that kid. I, yeah, I have to. I have to find some way. The first like two, three lessons is literally just me finding a way to connect with the child because if they don't feel safe, they're not gonna sing for me. And mm-hmm. if they sing for me, we're not gonna get anything done. Right, right. That's like half, more than half the battle <laughs> is is making them feel completely comfortable. Now, if they're already an outgoing kid that that you know is the kind of kid that's like putting on shows in their living room, then that's fine. But <laughs> a lot of them aren't. They're not like that. Mm-hmm. They want to sing and they know they have a nice voice and they enjoy it, but they're mm-hmm. nervous. So, mm-hmm. it's so that, that makes me think about another story. 
when I was in middle school, I was in choir. I was a choir mm-hmm. kid for just briefly, just for a little bit. <laughs> and um, I was an alto, still an alto, obviously. But <laughs> um, to figure out where each child, like if you're a soprano, if you're an alto, if you're a mm-hmm. bass, a tenor, whatever, we had to, we all sit around the piano, the whole class, it's like 20-something mm-hmm. of us. And he was like, sing, he was like, try, he's like, I know this is the first day of class, but try to hit this note. Like, make, come out of your mouth what you think this note is, right? Just so he can tell us where we need to be. And we had to sing the note in front of the whole class. And, you know, of course, I have to go after this one girl. She could sing. <laughs> but she hit the note. And I was like, bitch, now I have to go after this. Like, <laughs> of course, it, of course, it was terrible. It was horrible. It was so embarrassing. I was so embarrassed. And then my note was horrible. It was a mess. You psyched yourself out. Mm-hmm. It's is so mental. If you don't think you can do it, you're not going to do it. It's not going to happen. Exactly. You have to kind of like get out of your own head and just. So if you're sitting there like, I'm going to sound like this is so bad. I can't hit that. That's so high. Blah, blah, blah. As soon as you open your mouth, you're going to sound like shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I swear he started from the other side of the piano. I was on the, all the way on the other side. I was literally like one of the last people to go. <laughs> and the whole time I was like, this is going to be bad. <laughs> this is going to be bad. <laughs> no. And it was bad. <laughs> so many things start off at bad, you know, yeah. but yeah. then get better. Yeah. I don't know. I've seen some things bad and get worse. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I suppose it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Sure does. Hear it on the radio think, every day, I right? Think, yeah, I think singing is great though. Like I really like I wish I had to give the song. Like I would just be singing for no reason. Like, you know those people who just walk around singing because they sound good, you know. Oh, no, I yeah. hate those people. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hate those people. Like cause I sing a lot too and um my friends used to call me like human jukebox and stuff like that in college because mm-hmm. we, they might be telling a story and they're like girl like he met, he picked me off I went up there and I keyed his car and I'm like I put the windows, windows out your car like, like yeah. I'm that girl and they're like they were like Nene shut up this is not the time and I'm like well I got time today like, I'm, right. like, I'm like I'm I'm gonna sing the soundtrack to your life so like after right. when I stopped doing that I started realizing like okay that could be annoying but I mean, mm-hmm. um because there are some people out there that just sing for no reason like mm-hmm. man sir mm-hmm. is, is this the moment see, well I don't know about that because see, I do that <laughs> I sing soundtracks to people's lives I do that now and I can't sing but I just mean like like people who just bust out singing because they know they can sing and like they just always singing like you know mm-hmm. I, don't like, <laughs> I don't like people who are quote unquote good you know whatever to the general public whatever mm-hmm. and they act like an asshole because they're they're quote unquote good Mm-hmm. <laughs> they act like you mm-hmm. can't touch them and they can do whatever they want and they're better than you just because and, they have a beautiful voice mm-hmm. yeah, and humble yourself we're real half the time they got a couple of things that they're good at and that's mm-hmm. it <laughs> that's, it. <laughs> that's it. it you ain't good at nothing else <laughs> I'm, talk- I'm talking to you Robin Thick. <laughs> <laughs> you know what y'all don't get me started on Robin Thicke I hate Robin Thicke I can't stand them I went to I went to a Lil Wayne concert and Robin Thicke opened. I would not get up until Lil Wayne came out. I was so mad that he was opening the, the concert. I was like, the, there was only one song he came out with that I actually liked. Mm-hmm. And that was the When I Love You Girl, When I Love You. What, what's the name of that song? Love You? When I Love You? Yeah, that's When I Love song? You Girl. I think I think that's the name yeah. of it. After that, I was like, yeah, I don't like him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think certain certain musicians have their pockets and like, I guess Robin Thicke has his pocket where he can do a little falsetto and then he sings in his regular voice like that's what I've learned too with this industry like everyone has their pocket because I remember Mm -hmm. there was a stage where like um I was working with my dad and he was like you need to do party songs we do party songs I was like that ain't even in my life right right, that ain't that ain't me that ain't my pocket like Mm -hmm. if you look at like Janae Aiko she doesn't really do party songs her stuff is more like laid back and chill whereas Mm -hmm. you know um there's certain artists that might only do like the pop upbeat songs and mm-hmm. but they don't ever hit high notes they're just you know cruising along mm-hmm. the beat riding the beat so mm-hmm. it's that's the thing about music music too because someone may think that like 
Ariana Grande is the best thing ever, which because she can, they, they're comparing her to like Mariah Carey. But then mm-hmm. someone may feel like Janae Ayako is the best singer in the world, but they're two different pockets, two different lanes. Like mm-hmm. you don't hear Janae right. hit a whole bunch of high notes where Ariana Grande is over here trying to touch God with her voice. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. just, but to, to the masses, they're both considered like really good musicians, really great mm-hmm. singers. Yeah. So it's, it's all about mm-hmm. finding your pocket and standing your lane. You might not be the singer that hits high notes all the time, but yeah, on right. that lower register, you got so much soul and feeling. Everybody yeah. like, girl, she is Dang, yeah, yeah, ain't hitting out one high note, yeah, right. It doesn't matter, and that's another thing with kids, too. Everybody wants to sing high, everybody. Mm -hmm. You, it's for some reason, singing high equals good singer in a kid's mind, Mm -hmm. and that's not the case. I don't know, I don't know what that is, it doesn't make any sense to me. A lot of my altos, like w- like on the first day of choir, like Brittany said, if I tell them they're altos, they're like disappointed. I'm like, why? I don't understand what. The- <laughs> it doesn't I make. Know, it- I mean, I-, I get why they would think that because a lot of times, mm-hmm. like for me, um, I sung in church too growing up. So, you know, if you go to the church and like, you know, everybody kind of like, mm, okay, when the altos sing, like, yeah, girl, okay, mm-hmm. all right. And it's like mm-hmm. when they hear those sopranos hit those high notes, it's you like, like what? everybody (laughs) wants that moment everybody Mm -hmm. wants that moment where it's like "Ah!" like all the attention is all on them because they've hit those high major notes and I think that's why a lot of people want to be sopranos but you gotta Mm -hmm. understand it's okay to be an alto as a woman it's okay to be a tenor like it's it's okay come on Tony yes it's okay (laughs) (laughs) you gotta you gotta find your pocket Gladys Knight doesn't sing that many high notes either. She's more like alto and lower registers too, mm-hmm. but it's just you got to find your pocket. If you can find your pocket and master that mm-hmm. pocket, you can be a great singer just like some of these other musicians. And yeah. people I know what to like... expect so that you can mm-hmm. get hired easier when they know what your pocket is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also feel like with the singing high thing, it's like when you, you hear on the radio, you see all these artists and stuff, but most of them are sopranos. They sing I'm, high think nowadays. That, but, yeah, I don't think so. Right no. nowadays, no. No, <laughs> back never. in the day, yeah. Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> everybody. <But> now is <laughs> now they now they just riding the beat like yeah they really riding the beat for real like mm-hmm. they not even trying <laughs> just cruising we're all, the beat like I listen to some to of these Billie songs Eilish, right yes I listen to some of these songs and I'm like I could sing better than that. Mm. <laughs> it's, i've been but, feeling that way for years sometimes mm. some of these songs on the radio i'm like you sound like the little 12 year old i had in my lesson yesterday uh-huh. and, <laughs> you, know, you know what i mean because it's not about that mm. i mean you, like people say it all the time half the time they're not even listening to the words or nothing nope. it's, they're just listening to the beat they don't even care what you're mm. saying you mm. know mm. So, i mean that's well, how long you need- listen to shy but in Florida, um, I'm oh, a, I'm addicted to blue cheese. Something zaza. <laughs> uh, what that little boy name? I actually kind of like the beat of the song. I ain't gonna hold you. I downloaded the song, but <laughs> <laughs> see, and you didn't even care what he was talking about, but you like that I mean, beat. But shout out someone who brought it to my attention. She was like, "He's addicted to blue cheese," and I said, "Huh?" I said, "That's not what he said." She said, "Yes, it is." I was like, "I listened to it again." I was like, "Wow." So now every time I can never listen to that song the same but because of Shy. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Lyrics. That's yeah. why I have a hard time with music, some music these days, especially right. some hip hop and quote unquote rap these days. I love lyrics. I love wordplay. I love, I love creative rhyming. I love all that stuff. And they all sound like if Dr. Seuss was a thug. That's what mm-hmm. they say. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> That's how TikTok is getting me. I'll hear a song on TikTok and then you know the trend and you hear that 15 seconds or one minute and you're like, oh, that's a nice little bop. Let me go download it. And then you hear the whole thing. And then you like, download it, you're like, mm-hmm. what, <laughs> what the hell is this? Nope. That's how mm-hmm. I felt about she's a runner, she's a track star. Like, that's the best part of the song. Mm-hmm. Like, I heard the rest of the song and I was like, I feel like that part is the only part that cranks. I don't know if it's because TikTok. Mm, did something to my mind where now I think that's the only good part of the song. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. implanted in your head. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. that Doja Cat song you were talking about. Like when I actually hear her on it, I was like, ew, I don't like this song. But that the, so, the intro like that 
Yeah, mm-hmm. the intro and that whole part that people were doing the silhouette challenge for. Mm-hmm. I love the beat. I love oh, it. that I love song. How it sounds, okay. Yeah, but once you actually hear her get on the track, I'm like, ew, no, Mm-mm. no, <laughs> so, this one ain't it. So there's a the say so. I don't like that song either. Like I don't like it when Doja is in. I like some of her pop songs, but I don't mm-hmm. like it when she's in her pop bag. Like I don't like it. Like she did that song with her and Nicki. What was the name of that song? I don't even know. She, I know Nicki was I on the like... remix to say so. Um, I oh, that. that was that was still that. Oh, dang, they still mm-hmm. okay. Well, yeah, didn't like it. <laughs> and yeah. I was trying to understand how it was competing so hard with Megan and uh, was it Megan Beyonce? Megan and Beyonce. Was, yeah, with Savage. Yeah, I was like, yeah. how is this song even? How? Like, I thought that song was terrible. I know we, but were... now her song Candy. That uh... song's fire. <laughs> love that song or yeah. Juicy now that's the only song I really like for her is Juicy everything else is kind of like eh, I can yeah, do exactly. like, I don't know she's a hit or miss for me like when yeah. she's in her R&B hat I'm with it I'm with all of it mm-hmm. but that pop stuff from her I don't like it so moving on <laughs> <laughs> actually it is 405. We done for the whole time talking about music. I love it though. I love it too. And before we get <laughs> too far, it. hi Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a chance Nikki Minaj is watching this, I want her to say hi. Nikki, new album, fire. You know what I'm saying? We got some remixes in there. Um, couple new songs. It was, mm-hmm. So let me tell y'all something. My boyfriend has played out her new hit song off that album, um, Seeing Green. Mm-hmm. And I, I have never heard the whole song, but I don't want to hear it. Well, actually, I have heard the whole song. My boyfriend loves that song. He played it so much. I don't even like the song no more. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I put the album on and I skipped that song every time. Never gave it a chance. Yeah. He played it that much. Aww. <laughs> Dang, ruined it for you. Blame Willie for that. Blame him. Well, if Brittany's ruined not going to listen to it, then I'm never going to listen to it either. <laughs> don't be like that. Don't, don't, be, like, don't be like me. <laughs> don't be like me. Is there like, as soon as I hear the opening beat, I'm like, nope. I want to know, is there, <laughs> is there an artist or a singer that you hope one day to work with? Me? Oh. Yeah, wow. why not? <laughs> Go ahead, say um, Beyonce. Go ahead. No, she's not on my <laughs> list. Um, I would love to work with her. Oh, yeah. Oh, be, she's like, amazing. She's more in my pocket. Like, I would love, if mm-hmm. she wanted me to write a song with her, if she wanted me to sing mm-hmm. background on a song with her, if she wanted mm-hmm. me to collect, I any any mm-hmm. form of collaboration i would mm-hmm. love it like i am a huge fan of her and i'm so mad at myself because mm-hmm. before the pandemic i she came to atlanta like three times before the pandemic and i missed mm-hmm. all of those concerts like mm-hmm. i should have got a chance i should have went like that but really once good. the world opens back up mm-hmm. if she hits she touches mm-hmm. down in atlanta I, i'm there i got it yeah, right I, i'm a fan that. of her music did My you niece- hear her and tony braxton song what i did um it was okay to me. i need to listen to it some more because I, I i think mm-hmm. um one day i heard it was out there and i just like kind of sam- listen to it and to be real with you to be real with you tony's part is my favorite part because <laughs> i'm like <laughs> i am a tony fan i love tamar too but i am tony all day mm-hmm. so, you know yeah that would be the one artist that i heard and some people don't really care for Mary J. Blige, but I grew up listening to her. So it would be me more too, like yeah. a nostalgia thing for me and my mm-hmm. mother. Like my mom used yeah. to play her, um, Mary J. Blige, Anita Baker. Like if I could mm-hmm. ever wow. sing with one of those women, that mm-hmm. would just be like a moment for me and my mother because right. I grew up listening to those two women singing. So me and my best friend just had a conversation about Mary because I was like, if she ain't hurt in her song, I like for some reason, I don't care if I'm happy or not happy. I love me a, mm-hmm. a song and they, mm-hmm. they've been hurt. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't like Happy Mary. <laughs> I don't want you to be happy. You know, I went hurt. To, just fine. <laughs> I, like that song was cute. It was cute. But no, I need you. I need you going down. Right. I, I need, I can love you better. That's what I need. My favorite songs from Mary are um, Smoke. If you haven't heard it, smoke mm-hmm. it. It's really good. It has mm-hmm. this haunting piano rip in it. Mm-hmm. And her voice is just gorgeous. Like, if you haven't heard Smoke, listen to Smoke by Mary J. Blige. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I also really like uh, What Love Is. I think it's cute. Okay, mm-hmm. your child, 
because you said it's your child. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like yeah. My favorite songs by her. Um, <laughs> I love Deep Inside where she sampled um, um, Elton John's Benny and the okay. Dicks. Like that's one of my mm-hmm. favorite songs. And then there's mm-hmm. a song by her. It's it's on, I think it's on the Share My World album, and it's mm-hmm. called Our Love. <laughs> it was a song that like me and my mom would sing together. Like oh, so that song. Oh, so your mom just, can sing. I don't think I've heard. Yeah, that. she can. She can hold a tune. She. That's kind of where you know I used to get it from. Like growing uh-huh. up, we used to do a lot of road trips back and forth from Atlanta to Charlotte before we moved to Charlotte mm-hmm. because my mom is from there. So at least you know, four times a year we're driving up to mm-hmm. Charlotte. So that's a three and a half mm-hmm. four hour drive, and she's blasting Mary J, Escape, mm-hmm. Anita Baker, all that stuff. So mm-hmm. I just remember those moments of us riding in the car together, and she's just mm-hmm. up there. Popping a finger, snapping along. Mm-hmm. She have long. Okay. I mean, mine need to be done right now, but these long red nails. My mom have long red nails. Just you know, <laughs> snapping her fingers and going for it. And wow, we had another yeah. one of those moments. Um, earlier this year, we went back to Charlotte together since you know mm-hmm. things are a little less stressful. And mm-hmm. it was the same vibe. My mom put I put that Mary J on. She was like, "Oh, you just know." I was like, "Yeah, mm. I remember." Girl, you and knew. We, I knew. We know. Yeah. Yeah, we know. So, um, that song, Our Love, she's talking about like how great the love between her and someone is. It can be as tall mm-hmm. as, as tall as the trees, it stretches mm-hmm. as wide as the sea. So, see, that's the Mary I like. See, those are, those are, yeah, those are two of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I love Deep Inside because I feel like I can relate to that. Like, you wonder, do people really want to be around you for you? Do people really care about you for you? Yeah. Whether it's friends, whether it's relationship-wise, like, anybody can relate to that. It's not just because she got money. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. in general. Do people really like you for you or do they like you for what you can give them? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a struggle I went through as a child, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Of course. I like you for you, Brittany. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You're one of my favorites. You don't know how much that means to me. I yeah. No, I don't, but that's exciting to know. <laughs> so where can we find your stuff? Tell us all, all the links because we're in the last five minutes. Um, to the music. Yeah. The link to the music. So the, all, the music. All of yes. the links. The music mm-hmm. is on all major platforms. So Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play, YouTube as well. Um some of those other smaller platforms that I'm not familiar with, but all the major ones, you can find my songs on there. Instagram um, and TikTok, which is where you see more of me being active. I'm Anisha underscore Ariel on both of those platforms, um, as well as Twitter. I'm not Twitter savvy as much as I should be, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, <laughs> Facebook is I'm the same, either. too. Nisha Ariel. So it's Nisha Ariel on all platforms, but on TikTok, Facebook. Sorry, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter. It's Nisha underscore Ariel. Okay. Find you on TikTok and follow the links. Yes. Definitely. Yay. Definitely. I love it. Oh, hey, I got one more question real quick. Yeah, get do it. Do you get paid? Like, if I stream your music, do you get paid for that? Um, It's a small amount, but in order oh. to really see some income with it, you have to get, like, millions and billions millions, of streams. Millions, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll get a couple pennies, but, you know, hey, each <laughs> don't. As long as, you know, as long as, you know, people are enjoying my vibe and hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, it can grow from there. Yeah. But you do make money mm-hmm. when somebody buys your album or songs on Apple or mm-hmm. like, you make more than on, like, a Spotify. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, small, small Listen, amount. you might end up like Summer Walker, right? Like, Get on YouTube and do a cover overnight. Boom. Mm-hmm. You in there. You never know. Never know. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. <laughs> Thank you. And you know, well, a, I was on Twitter the other day and this this video pops up about Shy eating little Japanese candies. Yeah. Just out on, of the blue. Out of the blue. <laughs> I was on um, the Snack Network listeners. Uh, Dave Moore, we had him on couple episodes ago his youtube channel the snap network but did i just have a stroke <laughs> happening <laughs> Words. Um, <laughs> uh yeah here on youtube if you're watching the stream you know it's just a search away but we did a series trying uh japanese snacks i think that was like the third or fourth video he just put out there's like 10 in total he's gonna put one out like once a week or something like that so those are fun. We just we literally just bought like a box of Japanese snacks on Amazon. Like we both bought the same box and we just filmed mm-hmm. ourselves trying them. 
Okay. Uh, I was wondering how you actually got the same treat as him to try, you know? Yeah. It was like a it was like a sample box of random Japanese snacks. And I found it on Amazon and I know that his YouTube channel is like snacks. That's what they do. So I mm. sent him the link and I'm like, hey, you want to try these? <laughs> and he's like, sure, let's do it together. So we both bought the box and and that's how we did it. It was awesome. And your microphone yeah, was you perfection. <laughs> you actually try um, cicadas, chocolate covered cicadas. Oh, it's a no for me. <laughs> <laughs> what is a cicada? Bug. What? You don't know what cicadas are? No. grasshopper. Nope. You don't know what cicadas are? Wait, 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 wait. They only come every 17 years. Um, and they're huge. And um, they're everywhere, every day, all the time. Nope. Nope. See, but this nope. time I feel like they're not like because the last time they came I was like 13 yeah. and I remember and there were a lot more of them then than there are now you talking I don't know about, if it's because I can't see you talking about cicadas the singing bug or are you talking about love bugs cicadas the ones that only come every 17 years they yeah. eat all the crops and they make all the noise they're here right they're, they're here right now they're here I have yeah. always been able to go to a park here in Florida and find cicadas like for my whole life, they've not been cicadas. Not been cicadas for me anyway in South mm-hmm. Florida. <laughs> they must not have. They those must not have been cicadas because they only come every seventeen years, hmm. and they're humongous. And like when they land on you, they like smack. And yeah, then they like, do. And then one oh. landed on my sock one time, oh. and they don't they don't move unless they want to. So I'm like flailing, kicking my legs in the air, trying to get it off of me. And I try to get the sock off without touching it. And it, it just, like, right when I get the sock halfway off, it decides it don't want to be on my foot anymore. It flies off. That's you know what it is? So it put me through all that for nothing. You know what it is? Maybe it's the same bug, but they only come down every, because there are, when I tell you, I could go to any park near the water or near any water, and mm-hmm. I will cicadas. I hear cicadas in my backyard sometimes. But yeah. maybe only come out of the trees every 17 years maybe that's what it is because they're always there is a there is a brand that comes out of the ground every 17 years but then there's variations of it that like you're saying they're more like crickets or grasshoppers that are everywhere Mm -hmm. but the big mamma jambas they they lay in the the, the big ones the big boys yeah Yeah. i'm not eating it even though i like chocolate nope i'm not eating it I'll put some ranch on that thing, you know? <laughs> no. You can have that one, Brittany. Some hot sauce. Put some hot sauce on it. Nope, you can have it. I just, I saw on the news that, like yesterday, that people are eating them. And I was like, what? I was like, I mean, that's a good way to, you know, get them down in numbers so they can stop. Like, one girl put a TikTok up. She had a package on the porch. Mm-hmm. They were all over the package. And she was like, nope. She left the package right on the foot. I was like, could you imagine trying to walk to your car? Mm. Could you imagine being the person delivering that box through all of those cicadas? Because they were everywhere, all over the box. Nope, it's a no. Can't do it. Out of moves. What would you eat? Would you eat crawfish? I don't know. Cicadas are just flying crawfish, right? I tried the crawfish. um, When I actually, when I went to New Orleans a couple weeks, I tried some crawfish. It wasn't bad, but. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah, sucking the juice out like, of the okay. head. Yeah. She out there, out there with my boo at. You out there with my boo at. What you doing out there? Right. Um, my boyfriend is from there. He's from New Orleans. So, oh, yeah, um, you did went, say that. You did say that. Yeah, so we went um because his grandmother's birthday is a couple days after mine. And mm-hmm. so for that weekend, that his family had um did like a big party for her and stuff. So mm-hmm. I just was like, yeah, I'll go, you know, eat, okay. eat something new. It's I gotta beautiful. go back, but um, I'm I gotta be heavily like medicated because that those allergies being there mm-hmm. holding the ball game. That's Ooh, real, girl. Right? Don't I know? And just like your allergies, mine they only act up like when I'm in a different state. Mm. Right. As soon as I get back home to my state, they're fine. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know what is going on, but I was miserable. Like, oh, <laughs> I got to go. Well. It's been real, y'all, but I just looked at the time. It's 420 almost. I have a nail appointment, so I gotta go. <laughs> Look at her. It was good talking to you guys. Bye. Yeah. Like, keep in touch, girl. Keep in touch. Definitely will. We're gonna yeah. do like a meetup. I was talking to Jay about doing a meetup. Yeah. Yesterday. The next convention, right? <laughs>
Well, yeah. Ray's yeah, trying to get meetups in Philadelphia, right? Me, yeah, me and Willie are looking for a place to travel to um, for our anniversary. And so I hit mm-hmm. up Jay and I was like, hey, we'll come to Philadelphia and come hang out with you and your wife, you know? There you go. So, when are you looking to do that? Um, July, like around, the, like after the, our, our anniversary is the 6th. Okay. I know Ezra so, is going to see Jay on the 21st. Or cool, blind, and N, blind and NY. Yeah. Yeah, he's going to um, start his. He's going to have a surgery well, I might out have there. To, I might have to um crash this event. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but it's been real, y'all. Thank you, Misha. I know it was last minute. I was all over the place, but thank you. Thank you. No problem. Thank you for having me. <laughs> this was one Catch of my Catch you guys later. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. From the moment I first saw your face, knew you were something special. Made me feel ways that I can't explain. Excite my soul and my mental. Just a touch from your lips makes my temperature rise. But I wanna take things a little further tonight. So won't you come over? Turn you